Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? It is Saturday, July 17th, and this is our weekly live Q&A. I'm just holding on to a bunch of these cards. I got a big old stack there because I look forward to sending these out. These, of course, are the postcards that you will get from me when you close a deal between June 1st and May 31st. So look forward to doing that. I already did this one again. Justin, congrats on your deal. Your card will go out uh, tomorrow. So I got a lot of topics from the week. I actually collected topics over the last two weeks uh, that I thought we would talk about. And again, remember this show is for you. So feel free to ask questions. I will go through the seated questions first, and then um, we'll see what kind of questions you all have this morning. Again, happy, happy Saturday. Hope you're having a great weekend. Thank you for spending a little bit of it with me. So first and foremost, I got a lot of questions, one this week, but a couple of more last week uh, about Michael Burry. I don't know if you've seen this, but Michael Burry obviously uh, made his name by correctly calling the, he didn't really call the housing crash per se, but he basically called the CDO blow up and uh, profited big time, made billions of dollars. Uh, he has been out here recently uh, on Twitter. At least that's where I saw it. I'm sure it's been quoted elsewhere, talking about the biggest crash ever. He is trying to make us think, or he believes, I guess, he believes that the crash that is coming is going to be the bigger experience than we had last time. He is talking, near as I can tell, mainly about the stock market, the meme stocks, probably the cryptocurrency. Uh, so I've been asked, what do I think? A couple of people uh, actually said, and I quote, I wrote it down because one person said, Michael Burry has me freaked out. Okay. So uh, I don't know Michael Burry. It was actually interesting though. He he did his most of his work in Cupertino in an office building that I actually was in at the same time. It was just freaky coincidence. I must've seen him in the elevator, but didn't know him. But anyways, uh, what I want you to remember is at least this is my opinion about Michael Burry, right? He's an odd duck like most of us are. But what made him right last time is he did things that others wouldn't do. He read the CDO packages and, and dove into what was a toxic collection of slivers of deals and realized that the assumptions made that called them AAA were garbage, were wrong. So Michael Burry did the work, like I talk about all the time, and then he placed the bet. The other thing that I take from Michael Burry is he is willing to be wrong for a long time. He sticks to his convictions. If the movie The Big Short is even close to correct, everyone was working against him until they weren't. The rating agencies. Remember that scene in the movie with the rating agencies with the lady with the big glasses, not even looking at the documents, right? Actually increasing the credit rating or whatever it was on those junk. So again, he does the work and he's willing to be wrong for a long time. The other thing that I remember from last time is he was pretty silent. He wasn't out there putting on Twitter. At least I don't see it. I never heard anybody talk about it. He cut it as a one-off until other people piled on. Then he made some money. So fast forward to today. 
He has clearly put on some short bets. I think I talked about his short of Tesla a couple of months ago. Uh, it probably is uh, actually it's not working out well. I think the last time I checked, Tesla is closer to seven hundred than five hundred. Actually, I don't know that. I haven't looked in a couple of days, but it's not working, and uh, he is probably in a lot of pain. So again, Michael might be right. Michael Burry might be right. Uh, realize he's talking his book. Uh, but to the people that are freaked out by what he is saying, why? Do your own work. Do your own research. These talking heads on TV, they have their own agendas. So do your own work, right? That's that's the thing that I hope that you see on this channel is focus and daily discipline. Uh, those are important whether you're doing stocks or real estate or crypto or losing weight or having a great relationship at home or whatever it is. It's focus and daily discipline. Um, don't let others shake you out, right? Do your own work, do your own research. So again, um, I'm not particularly concerned about what Michael Burry has to say about the stock market. Admittedly, that's because I have zero invested in the stock market, but uh, I thought that was interesting that people are scared. I don't know. It's just interesting. Uh, next up, I had some talk. I did a, a great video with Ty yesterday about the weekly wrap-up. And, and uh, he asked me a question at the end that got some questions for this morning. I talked about what I expect to happen in the future. Nope. Oh, it froze. Why did it freeze? Oh, there we go. We're back. Sorry. I don't know what happened there. Um. So again, uh, what we did with Ty is we talked about what could be happening in the uh, real estate market in a couple of years. And what I said was, I'm going to hopefully repeat what I did last time. I'm going to buy a lot of single family homes. They are going to appreciate to unaffordable levels. And yes, most of the country is okay at this point. Uh, there are some bubble markets, but the government's going to come in. They're going to create some free for first-time home buyers, maybe some tax credits, and that's going to cause homes to shoot up again. And that's going to take markets like Fresno, which currently has an affordability of 42. It's totally fine, totally safe, right in the normal bands, and it will crash affordability to something in the low 20s. It gets to 20, I'm out. I expect that to happen. I expect it to take a couple of years. Um, it's Man, if you get in early, it'll be good. If you uh, get in late, it's going to be unaffordable again. So, we're gonna we're I'm afraid the government's going to repeat the mistakes where they get um, unqualified buyers to become homeowners, and that's going to raise the demand, raise demand, unlimited supply, pipe prices go up, it gets unaffordable, and I will sell. And what I told Ty is my hope is the apartment market starts to blow up. I was asked, what do I mean by that? Think commercial financing. I'm really talking commercial. So it could be as little as five units, right? You can house hack a four unit residential. So I'm talking five units and above. This is how I went from eight to 80. Um, I am, I hope to do it again. I hope to do it again. Uh, Cause I think it's two or three out, three years out. I think there's too many horrible deals being done with cap rates now under four. I got an email or was it a text? I think it was a text from a viewer on this channel yesterday. He's an appraiser. He just did a deal in California at a 2.5 cap rate. Think about that for a minute. If you know cap rates, 2.5. Really? 
I can't even fathom a 2.5 cap rate. It's just nuts. So I think multifamily is going to blow up and I hopefully will 1031 out of houses into apartments. If not, I will likely sell houses and take the tax hit. It is uh, interesting stuff. So that's what I think is happening there. Next up, we talk about uh, waiting for a good. This is a big deal for me. Uh, I don't like the attitude of waiting for a good deal. When I hear people say they're waiting for a good deal, what I hear them say, and this might be a natural biases and it might be my issue, is I hear them being um, giving themselves permission to not do the work. It's like, hey, Michael, you know, I like what you do. One rental at a time is great, but I'm going to wait for a deal. What I hear when I hear that is I'm not going to look at my market. I'm not going to know my buy box. I'm not going to network. I'm not going to do the work. I'm going to wait for some magic dog whistle to tell me when to 